I've got the best news that I've had all year. It totally fixed 2020 for me. But wine is actually good for us. I'm so excited. And it has been confirmed. Welcome to our wine down where we had two very special guests today. Um, we had on Andrea Grun, who is a nutritionist, as well as Emily Smith, who uh, works within continued care retirement communities. We've interviewed both of them on previous shows, but we wanted to bring them back for some more fun, healthy conversation. If you've not had a chance to listen to one of our wind downs before, uh, let me just kind of give you the premise here. The idea is, is it's not so much an interview as much as just a roundtable conversation. It's a, a special conversation. Uh, podcast each month where Merce and uh, Morgan, and then we have a couple of guests and we just talk about things going on around retirement, around the economy, around having to, how to prepare for it. And this one was by far one of the most intriguing that we've done just because the conversation went all all over the place and to the point of actually saying that wine is healthy. And so we hope you enjoy the show. Please, if you've not been able to do so, give us a five-star rating and write us a little review. That certainly does help us in being able to continue this show. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoy this month's Wine Down. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Well, we have made it to another wind down. And we love these because it's not just uh, Merce and I uh, talking about retirement planning. It's not uh, an interview the way we normally would do an interview and ask people questions. We're really having a nice conversation. And we have some great guests with us today. These are guests that if you listen to our podcast, you've heard them before. We have Emily Smith. Now, you heard Emily because we did an interview around what are called CCRCs. And a CCRC is a continuous care retirement community. And she answered all kinds of questions. She uh, uh, works at Glen Eyre, which is a local CCRC. And then we also have with us Andrea Grun. And you heard Andrea because Andrea is a nutritionist. And we talked about how to be healthy, uh, especially around this idea of our immune system and making sure that we bolster it and make it more healthy. So uh, thank you both for coming back on and doing a wind down with us. So we, it's nice to have you. Now, here's the important part of the way we start off a wind down is a wind down is where we actually are having a glass of wine. And I'm going to do my disclosure right up front. Most people, when you hear the wind down uh, podcast, you're getting it somewhere around eight o'clock in the morning. And people go, wow, you guys are having a glass of wine at eight o'clock in the morning. But we don't record it at eight o'clock in the morning. We record it in the afternoon. And right now we're on the edge of five o'clock. And um, and so we're, we're completely fine to have a glass of wine. So Morgan is our resident wine person, not wine-o, wine person. Thank you for clarifying. And, yeah. So Morgan, <laughs> could you tell us about our wine that we have? 
this week we've tried something new. We took a um, a favorite of Mersh's. So we're going to kind of go around the office and pick favorites for the next couple of wind down uh, episodes. This one is Maomi. It's a Pinot Noir. And the cool thing about Maomi is that their vineyards are located in three different distinct coastal regions of California. And they use those grapes from those three different regions in all of their wines to kind of do a nice blend to give it a very distinct flavor. So Mersh, tell us a little bit about why you love Maomi. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's my wife and I's favorite by far. Um, it's a really nice, smooth, I think very smooth Pinot Noir. We like Pinots, we like Cabs, but this one we sup for some reason, and we're not, we don't know wine that well. Let me just say that, but we, we some, for some reason we gravitate towards it enough to, to where we decided when we got married uh, back in 2017, that that was our red wine of choice. So it has a sentimental value to me as well. So even if for some reason, if I got really, really good at, at wine, I think this would always be one of the ones that we choose in the back pocket just because it's sentimental to us. But I think it's very smooth. Anytime that we typically, we live right by a Harris Teeter. So it's usually like $19, $20. But anytime that it comes on sale for $16.99, $15.99, you better believe we stock up on it. <laughs> well, very good. So I think everybody's had a little sip at least of the glass. So uh, let me ask you, Andrea. What do you think? What do you, do you like it? Oh, I really did enjoy it. I love red wine in general. I'm drink a cab or something a little darker and heavier. And this one is right in that category, not quite as heavy as a cab, but I really did enjoy it. I mean, I actually had it with some, um, I was sneaky and I opened the bottle early yesterday. <laughs> and so I enjoyed a glass with an Italian dinner last night here at the house. And it really had enough body and could kind of hold its own against that rich, you know, kind of Italian meat, meat, red sauce. So yes, I did enjoy it. And I plan to enjoy the rest of it um, some now and then the rest <laughs> of it this evening. So thank you for introducing me. That was a this great, wine. yeah, that's a great uh, review there. We've, that was very thorough. We need to so, well, unless to we all of our wine introductions. <laughs> well, there, I was going to say, unless we forget, right, the red wine has the additional health benefits from that nice yeah. dark red grape. So I'm glad that we have a red and getting the full health benefits along with our enjoyment. Yeah, you know what? That's what Morgan always says is that she's having a healthy meal. We're like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's what that really means. Okay. So Emily, what do you think? It's lovely. It's really smooth, um, as Merce said, and I, I typically, you know, always go for a, a cab or a, a Pinot Noir. So this is perfect. Uh, over Chris, the Christmas holiday, a friend of mine, he who loves wine and knows much more about it than I do, um, he was telling me, he's like, Emily, you have to have an aerator. And he said, it just changes everything. And so now I'm, I'm curious to go home tonight and, and try one, try a glass with and try a glass without. So um, this will be my, my first chance to do that. So very good. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, we have an aerator at home that we use quite a bit. And I think it does make, it, it makes a noticeable difference. Um, yeah. Whether or not you want to take the time to do it and then clean it and all that stuff. Sometimes right. it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. But I think while we have, while we're talking about the wine, and we have um, Andrea Grun on, who is a nutritionist, dietitian by background. I think it would it would make sense to pick her brain a little bit on wine. You kind of touched on it uh, just now as to the the some of the benefits, and you know you can go back and forth on it. 
I've read articles with the pros, I've read articles with the cons, but what's your stance on wine? Is it better to drink a red versus a white? Um, and, and what's the moderation here? Some people say you can drink a glass every single day, you know, some people say different. So what are your thoughts? Right, so um, the recommendations are with the wine in moderation that with any alcoholic beverage that women should enjoy up to a glass a day. So a serving a day and men can have up to two servings a day. Once again, it goes back to weight and muscle mass. Um, ladies, we always feel like we get shortchanged on the good stuff. And this is another example, but I was just going to say, it's just not fair. I know, but the science is there and backs it up. So we're just going to try and stick to our one glass a day. Um, um, if you, of course, are not drinking currently or choose not to drink, I'm not encouraging you to begin, but if you do enjoy, um, you know, a glass of wine or something to drink occasionally, yeah, we tend to recommend the red wines more than the white. The whites do have some benefits, but again, we get back to the, it's a nice, deep, rich, dark red in any of the fruits or vegetables that have that deep, rich color, whether it's a red or a deep green or a deep purple, always have um, increased or additional benefits to us versus something that's a lighter shade of which other color you're talking about. So if you enjoy the whites, enjoy them, you're still getting some benefit, but if you like the reds, you get a little bit of a um, extra boost, I'll say with that one. I've always, I've always heard, Andrea, is this mm -hmm. true that a white wine has a lot more sugar? Um, is that why, you know, other than just the fact that there, there might be more to it, but um, is there more sugar typically in a white wine? Not necessarily. It depends on how dry the wine is. So the drier the wine, the uh, less sugar it has, right? So we kind of get to a sweeter wine. Um, and I'm sitting here trying to think of an example of a sweet wine. Um, uh, Duplin, the, yeah, the Dublin County Ooh. wine, Muscadine <laughs> wine that everyone right. starts on. Yeah, I don't want to call anybody out specifically, but yes, the sweeter wines, of course, the reason they're sweeter is because they do have more sugar in them. So the drier, more of like the cabs or this Pinot or even a Burgundy, the drier they are, the less sugar they have. And the same thing applies for champagne. Um, so if it's a, a, a brute or an extra dry versus one that doesn't say brute or extra dry. It's going to be a little sweeter. Gotcha. So then we can have two servings of those. <laughs> so you think you the drier one because of the sugar level. That's right. Well, very good. Well, you know, um, we have all lived through 2020. And uh, not that 2021 is much different yet in the sense of uh, our lives go because we're, you know, still all Zoomified and, and learning all that kind of stuff. I've got a question um, for Emily. Emily, you know, you, you live or not live, but you work in an environment where you've got a lot of folks there that are retired. They're obviously still very active, very into uh, their community and their family and all that kind of stuff. You know, and I'll just tell you from Merce and I, our perspective is 99% of all of our meetings prior to 2020, anytime we met with somebody was always face to face. 
in, you know, right with people in the office. And I remember we had a client one time move away and they, they moved to another state and we were going to try to do a Skype meeting back then. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea how to get my camera on. I had no idea how to make it work. And it was just super confusing. But now getting on a Zoom is like second nature. And I'm just curious if you had to think about your residents there, how are they doing in your mind as when I think about your residents, your, your, your group of retired folks, how are they doing with the Zoom? And, and what are you hearing about that? They blow me away. It, it is truly incredible. We, we do have a very engaged uh, community and, you know, they were always having different committee meetings and things like that. And I mean, they did not miss a beat. They, you know, by the end of March, uh, March 19th of 2020 was the last time we had a visitor come into our community. And um, so really from March 19th on, they have been Zooming. And, uh, you know, I think we've all been forced to kind of, you know, just reinvent ourselves and and the way we're going to connect with people. You know, same for me and my job. You know, normally I used to do two to three tours a day. And I haven't done a tour since March. So um, I do FaceTime tours, but, um, but yeah, our residents, they, they are uh, just amazing, just incredible. They, they jump right on and they're having fun with it too. Uh, The other day, the uh, photography club, they were meeting uh, via Zoom and they were wearing pirate hats and patches. And uh, one lady had a, a, like she was going to go to the Kentucky Derby and, you know, so they're, they're having fun with it. So, (laughs) but they're amazing. One thing I heard that you guys are doing, we have a client who is uh, awaiting for your new building. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said that you guys have a camera out from that building and it, 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 you can go anytime you want and see how the building's being built. And then you can pictures throughout the day. That was a very nice idea. Yeah, We do, you know, it's, it's such a challenge and it's actually something that keeps me up at night is, you know, how are we able to reach our, our, our future residents? Because normally, you know, we would invite them in for events and, and do all sorts of things like that. And so any way that we can connect with people, we want to take advantage of it. So we thought something that would be fun for those expansion depositors would be for them to check in anytime they want and see how things are going. And so we've installed a camera. It's a time-lapse camera. So it takes a shot every 15 minutes, but they can, they can log in anytime and, and see how their, their future home is, is going along. So it's been really fun. That's excellent. Yeah, that is, you know, Zoom has changed. Zoom and the other ones that are similar to Zoom has really changed the idea of how you can communicate. And Raiden and I talk about it every day that, you know, it has, everyone has been forced to learn some type of this technology. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, like a silver lining of COVID is that everyone knows this stuff now, whereas before it, it may have been pulling teeth to get people to use this type of technology because, well, why would I use it? Let me just come to your office or let me just come visit you here or there. And so right. uh, in there, I would say that is a huge silver lining. I got an email yesterday or two days ago. Um, I went to NC State University right down the road and they sent an email saying that they are going to do a Zoom unveiling of all the remodeling that they have done on their on DHL library, which is oh, nice. when I was there, it's, it was the oldest thing 
you know, dust everywhere, huge, huge library. And so they have renovated it completely and they want to show it off. But the only way to do that is through Zoom right now. So kind of mm-hmm. like what you're saying, Emily, is, you know, the, the uh, Zoom or FaceTime uh, virtual tours. Mm-hmm. It's just it's kind of the world we're in right now. And and yeah. it works pretty, pretty well, I would yeah. say. Yeah. I actually, you're, you're absolutely right. I think it definitely has been one of the silver linings. Uh, our, a lot of our residents, you know, because we were encouraging them to, you know, not go just like everybody else, you know, not get together with your families during the holidays. And so I had one resident tell me, she goes, I actually saw more of my grandkids this year than ever because we just <laughs> had a big Zoom party. And, uh, you know, so I think, and I feel that too, you know, I'm the, the only person in my family, I'm kind of the black sheep sheep down here in North Carolina, everybody else is in Iowa and, um, they weren't getting together like they normally did. And so my mom said to my sisters, she said, well, you know, we can just do a zoom. And my, my oldest sister said, oh, good. And then we can invite M. So, um, I got to, to be a part of that too. So that was, that was really nice. So I I do think that it, it has, you know, kind of opened our eyes to, to how we can stay connected. Well, and it's funny you say that Emily, because the similar things happened in my family. We've got between South Florida, we've got some in Colorado, mm-hmm. the kids are scattering. So my sister and I, the kids are of an age that they're scattering. And so we have done some Zoom meetings. We were playing an online game together Yeah. Um, and have had, it's not the same as being physically together, but it certainly has to some degree cushioned the blow of not being able to spend that time physically mm-hmm. in the same room together. Yeah. So it's yeah. definitely given us a good viable alternative, much yes. better than if we did not have the technology. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, Get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Right. Yeah. While, while we're still on the topic of Zoom before we transition, Andrea, how are you interacting with your clients and how's that going in, in the world that we're in right now? I have not seen a client in person since probably March the 11th or 12th. And so um, I had been using, I think as I had mentioned in our previous meeting or talk, that I had been using an online um, software program for charting and scheduling that had video chat capabilities but again, people, you know, weren't interested in that. They like, and I do too, like the face-to-face interaction. Um, but everybody jumped on board very, very quickly. And now the convenience of having, you know, the anytime Zoom meeting. I've got one client that I've worked with for several years, and she calls me on her way home from work. So she's driving or running her errands at this point because she has had to go back into her office you know, we'll just have a chat every couple of weeks about what's going on while she's driving. And so it's a good utilization of her time. It works. Um, and 
uh, my, of course, unanswerable question is in the long term, how is this really going to change the way that we work with people? If I will stay on this model, if again, things continue, like you mentioned, in the way that things are right now, we're, I don't see many changes coming up as far as face-to-face uh, -face interactions. So again, if people get a year and a half or more into this, if, it, if it's permanently going to be a change, and if that's a good thing or bad thing, I mean, that's up for debate, I guess, but what do you guys think? I mean, I definitely think that uh, what's occurred this year, I'll give you an example. We had a client who was not really keen on wanting to do their appointment by Zoom. They wanted to come in. The problem that we're having right now is under the current mandate is that if you have people that are in your office outside of your house, that sort of thing, everybody has to have a mask on. Well, if you've got a mask on and you're trying to have a conversation, it's very difficult to understand everything and you feel like you're yelling and you, it's just not, it's a very difficult thing to do to communicate and to do that for an hour is extremely tiring. And so we said, we made a decision uh, in December, we had had some folks in and we put ourselves like 10 feet apart and all that kind of stuff. But, but in December timeframe, we made a decision that we were going to only do zoom or phone calls. Hmm. And so we had a, we had a client who said, you know, I don't really want to do that, but I'll do it. And they came on, we were able to share stuff on the screen. They were able to see it clearly, easily. Uh, the meeting went really well. And they said, you know, we really had only done Zoom with the kids and our family. We have not done a business uh, type Zoom yet. And we were leery about it, but it actually went really well. And so we've had people tell us, you know what? I kind of don't think I would not do this. And it was much easier to hop on a Zoom with you. Now, what we believe, and we don't know, but what we believe will happen is that you'll probably for us have a, a person who wants to do a quick meeting that they have something little that they want to deal with a 10, 15, 20 minute, that would always be zoom. But I do believe that we'll go back to the face to face for the bigger meetings. And, uh, you know, we love the face to face. We actually have a place right now in our office that would, you know, we designed the whole thing to have people in. So we can't wait to have people back in and, and do stuff face-to-face. -face. We love that interaction, but I do think that Zoom will handle a lot of little meetings, and it is nice. It's much nicer, in my opinion, to see somebody than it is to talk on the phone, so I love Zoom better than talking on the phone. Absolutely, yeah. and from my perspective, I get a lot of body language read off of my clients or a lot of facial expressions if I'll right. ask them, you know, a question about what they're eating or what their activity is. And I get a lot of um, information <laughs> from that initial kind of self-conscious response, either on their face or if they kind of pull, I mean, literally I'll see people kind of like back up a little bit like, whoa. <laughs> and so Speaking absolutely that having that visual for me at the minimum is very important. Speaking of that, Andrea, I'm sure that a lot of people are making changes right now or attempting uh -huh. to make changes. And I've always understood it, that it's easier to make small changes. <laughs> if you could suggest the top three small changes to make to, to make yourself healthier or to your diet or exercise, what would you say those are, the three easiest, smallest ones? You know what most people really struggle with? Um, and that's drinking enough water <clears throat> or even drinking enough fluids. Yeah. 
I encourage water, but sometimes I'll get down to the point of saying, look, just drink anything, <laughs> drink the wine already. But, <laughs> but people, um, you, you heard it first here from Andre. I, I was going to say, say you're my that. kind of nutritionist. That's my takeaway. <laughs> Free pass, everybody. You said, don't drink water, drink wine. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> But hydration in general, right? And again, especially as one ages, they tend to drink less. So one, you know, I'm not going to say it's small because if you do not consume a lot of fluids right now, or especially water, it can be more of a challenge than one believes to increase that intake. So I say, you know, take a look or be just observant about your fluid consumption over the course of several days. You know, see if you're getting close to that six or eight glasses a day, or if you need to increase it some. Um, what a problem, a, a problem I've seen due to people working from home, um, one of the primary ones is the lack of activity. Meaning if you used to have to get up from your desk and you would walk to the printer or you would check the mail or you would walk you know, halfway across this huge building to go to the restroom and now you're sitting at your desk and either you don't have a printer or it's within arm's reach. So literally people are not getting up out of their chairs for hours on end. Whether I have um, uh, people I can talk them into switching to a standing desk, which I know you guys use at your office and I usually am standing at mine, um, <clears throat> but not right now because I tend to move around a lot. I shift foot to foot and move. So I'm set and still for you guys. Mm -hmm. um, but being aware of how long you're sitting and not literally not moving or getting up. So that's the second one. And for the third thing, um, and I actually have done a, <clears throat> excuse me, complete presentation, <clears throat> excuse me, that I have on my YouTube channel about snacking or how to avoid the snacking while working from home, the availability of food, um, has been very challenging for people to avoid. And, you know, I have people joke that they've gained the COVID-19 or at least the COVID-10 <laughs> and, you know, between again, the lack of activity, the availability of food, the stress eating that has gone on. So perhaps saying, you know, take a look at your snacking habits and what structure you have around food availability during the day. And again, have that awareness and maybe, tweak some little changes here and there. That's awesome. Hey, um, before we started recording, I asked Emily about, um, I said, you know, in a, in a, cause we had, okay, let me give a little bit of background in the original conversation we had about CCRCs. I, we had this perception that people might think is that, you know, people are not as active as they would want to be. And you said, that's something that you go, no, we are folks, you know, they come here, they, they got a lot going on. And so I ask you about what kind of things are people doing? Uh, like, do you have clubs? Do you have things that people do? So just for an insight, could you just share with us like some of the different clubs, different activities that would be going on at a CCRC? I'm, I'm going to go with non-COVID and then we'll talk about how that's dealt with in COVID. But in a normal environment, like, what are some of the things that are going on at, at, uh, at, a, at a CCRC? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I 
you know, th that has been, I think, one of the hardest things for our residents, other than, you know, what we struggle with, not, you know, getting together with our friends and family the way we used to. But I think for our residents, the other thing that they've grown so accustomed to is just all that interaction that they have right outside their door, you know, of their apartment. So at Glenair, and, and I don't think that we're unique in this way, we have over lost count at 27, how many different resident groups that we have, uh, whether that be spiritual life or health and wellness, dining, building and grounds, uh, you know, so there's a lot of ways for them to get involved there. We have a really robust uh, health and wellness program down in the fitness center. And that has been a really big challenge for our fitness instructor is trying to figure out how to, to reach our residents because we have to follow the same guidelines that are uh, just a regular, you know, planet fitness would. And uh, so she has started her own YouTube channel and she's been oh, putting yeah. those classes on YouTube for our residents. Mm -hmm. The our auditorium, which is a huge space and one that we have taken full advantage of during the pandemic, we're able to social distance in there. So they still have to wear their masks, but we can, you know, easily accommodate 10 people in that room. And she's been teaching classes there. So um, you know, it, it's that's a hard thing when you're used to always having things going on. And and then, I mean, they do way more than I do. <laughs> they have a lot more fun in their life than, than I am right now as a, a working mom. But, um, you know, there's there's always something going on at Glen Eyre. There's a, there's a craft room. There's a wood shop. Um, you name it. I mean, there's, there's always something going on. So, so to your point, Raiden, that is the biggest myth, you know, of, of what is a continuing care retirement community. Cause I think people, they do have in their minds, you know, oh, well, I'm, I'm still in good health. Why would I need to go to a, a retirement community? And um, that is, that is just not the case. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I'll piggyback on that. Cause I, I get to talk to our clients that are, you know, thinking about that as well. And the, the one in particular that has already signed up with Glen Eyre and is in the, the phases of just waiting for that to be built so he can move mm -hmm. in. And he's very excited about it. Yeah. Um, but then I just spoke with another client before the end of the year and uh, they're not going with Glen Eyre, but they went with another place very similar. And mm -hmm. he's like, I, I, it, would, it just blew my mind as to the amenities that they have at these places. Um, he was mentioning like the, the different amount of restaurants that you have at a CCRC. And mm -hmm. he said that he gets to keep, so he's an avid golfer. And so he gets to keep his, his golf cart so that he can just drive across the street and go to the yeah. local country club. Um, so, you know, it, after doing the podcast with you, it gave us, I think a good understanding as to, well, it's not just a run of the mill retirement home scenario that unfortunately there, there's a stigma to that. And CCRCs are, are not that they're, they're way more than that. And I think I, I get that that's something that we have to break. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, actually, to the contrary, you know, when people say, I'm, I'm still in good health, I always, you know, kind of want to say, well, and you're going to need to be when you move in, because there's a health requirement, right. <laughs> you know, so careful there, um, because you are going to want to to be in very good health. And, you know, really, our independent living, which is where our residents start, you know, it, it's not about what you're giving up 
up. It's about, you know, I, I don't want to worry about the stress of, of homeownership. I talked to a, one of our expansion depositors before I jumped on the call today with you and uh, they're waiting for an, uh, one of the new apartments. And he said, yeah, he said, Christmas Eve, my wife and I were sitting here in the living room and our uh, ceiling fan started uh rain it was it was dripping you know and he said and so now we're getting a new roof this week and he said man i can't wait to move to glen air (laughs) so those are the types of things that you know they you know had that moment of what are we waiting for this is crazy Mm -hmm. you know let's let's Mm -hmm. go somewhere where we don't have to worry about those things so good hey before we wrap up because unfortunately our time is, is is moving here quickly and i know we said this before but just so folks know um, Andrea, could you just tell if anybody wanted to talk to you and, and, and about nutrition and, and how they might be able to be healthier, what's the best way for them to contact you or for them to find out about you? Right. So, I mean, a couple of different avenues, right? If they want to check out um, and see what I've got going on as far as information that I share with folks, they can go to my website and I try and keep it super simple. It's nutritionandrea.com. Um, that's my same, if they are into social media, that's my same kind of listing on Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter, and the turn of the year, I've been trying to post things more frequently. I'm trying to put up a recipe a week and some different information throughout the week. If they choose to, they can always email me directly at nutritionandrea at yahoo.com. Again, we try and keep the theme going for everybody, so... That's the the different ways that you can contact me again, social media directly, hit the website, check it out. But yeah, love to talk to people about being healthier and how I can help someone to achieve that goal because it makes them healthier and it makes me happy to see that happen. So it brings me a lot of joy and happiness when that happens. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And, and Emily, could you just tell us how, what's the best way for somebody who might be looking at uh, wanting to, to investigate a CCRC? Like what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Sure, absolutely. You can always call the main line at Glen Air, which is 919-460-8095, or I have a direct line. Um, or if that's if they don't have a pen when they're listening to this podcast, they can just go to glenair.org and there's a contact us button. So, and we're on Facebook and, you know, all the, the different social media platforms as well. So, well, I tell you what I've learned, you get, take a bottle of wine, a nutritionist, a CCRC marketing director and some financial people. And we have a lot of fun. The time just flies by. We sure do. It has <laughs> flown by. I know. So, I'm so sad. It's ending already. <laughs> I know. It, just, it flies by. But thank you so much. This was super beneficial. I know what I, you know. We, we get feedback all the time from our our clients and other folks that have you know will give us feedback on the comments, and they tell us how much they enjoy the different podcasts. But the highlight is the wind down because it's it's just really a conversation. So thank you so much for joining us today, and we hope you have a good week. Thank you for having thank me. You this, for having you all us. are just the best. So thank wow. you. Thank you. Really enjoy it. Thank you. And everybody drink up, hydrate. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. All right, everyone that wraps up today's episode of the secure your retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. 
Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.